Welcome to the UX Podcast, where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine. UX introduces a simple formula for personal and business growth based around one principle. We can't solve big, valuable problems alone. Starting with this principle, UX equips and empowers us to pour ourselves into people and systems, scale authentically, and create a life of exponential freedom and impact. And now, let's get started with the latest episode of the UX Podcast. What's up, Rockstars? We are back with another episode of the UX Podcast, and today we are talking about community. And we have a phenomenal guest with us today, Will Bachman. He is the founder of Umbrex. It's the first global community of top-tier independent management consultants. And what that means in layman's terms is that they have over 500 members in 40 countries. Uh, almost 90% of those are alums of McKinsey, Bain, BCG, or Booz. Uh, and then they have a second tier for some of the other firms like AT Carney and stuff like that. So uh, in practical terms, what Will did is he's an expert. McKinsey guy left 10 years ago to start his own practice. And we talk about the problem that he saw once he was out in the world of being this independent professional. And so he set out, and I love this, essentially to scratch his own itch. It's a great example of this where he basically set out to build the club that he wanted to join. He wanted the support. He wanted to network with other people that were in the same position, as well as others uh, that could point him to the resources that he need, uh, need to be an independent you know, and, and actually be successful. And what I'm getting at with this episode is what Will is doing is he's building a community, an extremely focused community of people that just by being connected, just by putting them in a room at their live events, just by getting them connected in the virtual world and then taking that into the physical world with their professional development events and and things like that. Will is creating a true kind of mastermind community where just the interaction itself raises everyone's game and delivers a ton of value. And so we also talk a little bit about how he curates that experience, right? How do you decide when you're building a community who's in and who's out and why? Because if, if the experience is in is in the, uh, the the community and the connection, right? If that's where all the value is in that experience, then you have to be very curated about who is in the community because otherwise, as soon as you open it up a little bit too broad, it starts to lose its value. And then you have to introduce another element in there to make that community succeed. And for most people, that answer is, oh, well, I'm going to be out front and I need to lead that community. And as Will points out, he's not interested in doing that. So what he did is by building an extremely focused and curated community around him, the community itself, by virtue of interacting, provides the value. So Will is able to be out front with, by shining a spotlight on other people with thought leadership and by hosting them on his podcast, which is phenomenal, and different things like that. But it's a very interesting, focused high-level way of running a community or a mastermind where the members give value to each other. So if you've thought about doing something like that, or if you're in the process of building community, this is a great episode to listen to the story of how he started Umbrex, which is fantastic, and there's a lot there. But especially listen below that in terms of why the people are there that are there and, and how he curated that community, <clears throat> who makes the decisions, things like that. We also talk about, well, how does that fit into his world, right? So if you want to start a community, uh, what's in it, right? What's in it for you? What's, what's the business model? What, what are you making profit on versus what are you subsidizing? We go into that a little bit. You know, are they making money on live events? Are they doing this? They're doing that. So he talks a little bit about that. So if you're interested in starting a community around 
your business and you want to decide, okay, am I going to make money on this community or is it strictly something where I'm giving value with it, no expectation of any profit in return? That's a very important decision to make. And so we talked a little bit through uh, with Will about uh, what that looks like in his world so you can take some, uh, some guidance from, from his example. So a little more background on Will. So he's the host of Unleashed. I mentioned the podcast. It's how to thrive as an independent professional. Uh, he also owns a 200-acre farm in central Pennsylvania where they keep bees and tend an orchard. Uh, and he wrote a children's book, which you can download. And so Will is a super interesting guy. This is a great, great in-depth conversation about building community and how that manifests in his world. So I'm really excited for you to hear it. So let's jump in with Will. All right, Will, officially welcome to the UX Podcast. Matt, thanks. It's great to be here. Thanks so much. Uh, I'm really excited for the conversation, but uh, just before we jump into all the different directions we can potentially go down, let's start with, take me back to before Umbrex existed. And what was the problem that you were seeing in the consulting space that eventually led to you starting to Umbrex? What was the actual problem that you were setting out to solve? Sure. So I left McKinsey 10 years ago to start my own independent consulting practice. And soon after I started, I realized that I was missing that sense of community that I had when I was at the firm. And at the same time, I was reading this book about tribes by Seth Godin, mm -hmm. who talked about you know, building a community. So those two things came together for me, and I, I said, well, you know, I felt this gap because I said, like, I know how to be a consultant, but I don't know how to run a consulting practice. You know, how do I write a statement of work? How do I write a proposal? How do, like, where do I get a contract template? How do I get health insurance? How do I get an attorney, an accountant, a bookkeeper, an executive assistant, visual production? Mm -hmm. All these things uh, in terms of infrastructure, I did not know how to do. So I felt myself a need to connect with other independent consultants who were doing the same thing so we could share lessons learned. And that was really the origin for building this community. Very cool. And for, from the perspective of somebody joining it, what, what is the problem that they think they're solving? So you, you were looking at it as a community in a way to kind of get the support that you felt like you needed so that you could stay independent and focus on what you do best. Is that still the reason that people join up with Umbrex? Is that, what, is that how they view the problem? So Umbrex solves a number of problems for people. Uh, we, uh, we're connecting independent consultants with one another mm -hmm. uh, in, in a sort of curated fashion. So we organize social events. We have professional development events because it's you know, really important for independent professionals to continue on doing professional development. Uh, when you're at a big firm, there's all, often infrastructure programs in place, yeah. but how do you do that as an independent? So we solve that need. And there's often a problem that independent consultants face is that you might have a project that you have an opportunity to, to sell or you know, to help serve a client, but you need more people and you need some leverage. So, that's one thing Umbrex helps people do is find other people to collaborate with on a project. Or sometimes you just need, uh, you know, someone to ask for some advice. So yeah. it's a chance to share lessons learned, build relationships, and look for ways to collaborate. Very cool. And, and the people that are coming to you and to Umbrex, are, are, are they kind of in the same position that you are where they used to work for one of the big consulting firms and now they've struck out on their own as independent? Do they, do they run? Is anybody out there really building new firms that needs Umbrex or is it mostly like your solo practitioners? So we have uh, two communities. So Umbrex, it's a community for uh, independent uh, consultants who are alumni primarily of McKinsey, Bain, BCG, or Booz. 
Mm -hmm. uh, we have another community called uh, Veritux for alumni of uh, Deloitte, KPMG, Accenture, T. Kearney, and mm -hmm. other firms. Uh, and in both cases, it's primarily for independent consultants, but we include in that definition folks that have maybe one or two associates or you know, a couple, a couple of members of their team. Uh, but we really think of those as kind of boutique firms or independent consultants as well. Makes sense. And, and what are you seeing in, the, in just the bigger world of consulting right now? Is this, are, were you 10 years ago kind of on the front lines of a, of a bigger trend that's happening? Uh, are you seeing that pick up where more people are leaving to start their own thing? Well, I don't know if I was on the front lines. I think there are people who have been kind of doing independent consulting for, for a while, probably for decades. But so maybe I was on the middle lines. If there's such a thing. Um, it certainly has changed dramatically in the 10 years that I've been doing it. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm getting at. What's, what, what do you feel like is the most dramatic changes? Yeah, so it's, it's really grown quite a bit just over the last 10 years, um, both on the supply side and on the demand side. So on the supply side, more and more professionals are deciding to take charge of their careers, deciding that they don't you know, need the infrastructure of a big firm. They've got the training. They know how to be uh, consultants and they'd rather have uh, you know, an independent path. And that's for a variety of reasons we could talk about. Um, and on the, on the demand side, there's more and more, let's say, former McKinsey partners that have gone to take a role as head of strategy somewhere. Uh, and those people know how to run a consulting project and sometimes there's definitely a place to hire a big consulting firm where you need that global reach and scale. But in some cases, you don't you know, necessarily need the traditional engagement manager plus two plus partner and everything. Mm -hmm. And you, what I really need is one, you know, one really capable individual. Um, and uh, so that on the demand side, it's growing as well. Gotcha. Okay. And so tell me a little bit about for yourself and, and just where you were going. Where, where does Umbrex fit in for you? Is it, uh, do you consider it kind of a, a fulfillment side project that you feel like has a positive impact? Is it, is it a definite part of your business strategy? So Umbrex has grown to be more than a side project. <laughs> uh, we now have uh, 500 members in 40 countries. Okay. And uh, it's, there's no fee to join. It's highly curated. Um, there's no fee to join for members. Uh, the, the business model is that you know, members can connect with one another. And there's no charge for that. Uh, clients reach out to Umbrex for help in uh, identifying the right person for their project needs. And we help staff consultants on projects. So either individuals or teams of uh, consultants will staff on projects. And, and then that's, that's the business model. So it's, all right. So if, if I have this right, do you charge anything for the live events, by the way? Say again? Do you charge anything for the live events? No, the professional development, the networking? Um, the events we sponsor, we, we pay for those. The professional development events, um, we, we charge just to kind of cover the marginal, the costs of the space. Those are typically two-day events. We're renting some conference space. But frankly, we're subsidizing those as well, with, you know, all the effort to organize them and so forth. So yeah, I was going to say, so you're not, yeah, you're not really a live events kind of hybrid company unless that's a profit center. So it's, it's more of a, um, yeah, you're offsetting it with some sponsorships and things like that. But yeah, it's live events are, or can be tough to monetize. So really what you guys are at the heart when, uh, so the front end, somebody comes in and all, all the free parts the networking and, and the community and things like that, which is the original problem that you set out to solve. But then underneath that is a layer 
where it's almost a, um, uh, with like a, a sourcing or a recruiting firm or a, or a platform where somebody else can go and identify talent, right? So it's a uh, kind of like a talent platform. Yeah, well, we think of it as a virtual consulting firm in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a bunch of names for it. And mm-hmm. There's a bunch of, frankly, there's a bunch of different sorts of intermediaries that are that are in this space. And uh-huh. I have really high respect for for many of you know the other firms that are doing similar thing mm-hmm. um, of helping you know, uh, clients find the right independent management consultant for the project. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's other firms that are playing that. We're the only uh, global firm that I know of that's also has sort of the primary mission of connecting the independent consultants with one another. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of where we lead from. That's, That's our DNA. Which makes sense because it came out of a time when you're reading Seth Godin stuff on tribes. So essentially you set out to build a tribe of, of people just like you who had a lot of the same needs. That's right. You know, I, I sort of didn't see the club existed and I kind of created the club that I wanted to join. Right. I'd probably, you know, I'd share that as something for your, for the listeners of, the, of this show, mm-hmm. which is that I think we're really in the connection economy and there's really no end of you know, communities that can be created and that can really generate value. So, you know, whatever space you're in, um, there is, you know, some kind of affinity group that you could create of members that want, you know, a tribe that wants to be organized. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're a, uh, you know, a fishmonger in San Diego, there's probably, you know, fishmongers across California that would, you know, find value in being connected with one another, <laughs> um, right? So there are, um, you know, there's always going to be some kind of, community you can think about creating that that people would would find value in sharing lessons learned and looking for ways to collaborate and it's not about kind of one to many of sort of top down but it's more about creating the opportunity for members to connect with one another yeah and that's the next part that i wanted to ask you about because of course you've got events where you're bringing people together and we understand how important that is for people to get kind of get in person for the relationship building part but it, it is interesting because Umbrex doesn't appear to be, it's not, it's not the Will Bachman club, right? Especially not from the outside looking in. It's not people come in through you through force of personality and join a personality cult. They're joining a club where the emphasis is on the other members. So from the, from my perspective, it looks like you're leading that club mostly through the podcast. Do I have that right? Well, that, that's external facing it. And the podcast you mentioned, thanks for mentioning that's unleashed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thrive as an independent professional. Uh, a Will Bachman-led personality cult would be pretty lame. Uh, <laughs> I, I would not be in that cult. Um, no, it's, it's really, it's not about me. We're, we're yeah. about connecting our members with one another. So on the website, we have a daily, uh, we're posting a thought leadership uh, by one member of the community. Mm-hmm. Um, internally, it's not visible, but internally, uh, I send out a weekly email to members of the community with, with upcoming social events, professional development events, project opportunities. Um, and then we, in addition to what you see on the web, we have a, a private online forum that members can uh, you know, join and then connect, you know, communicate directly with one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a bunch of different ways for members to connect. And tell me a little bit about the curation process, because I think if somebody is listening to this and they go, man, that really sounds awesome. I would love to have that kind of tribe. I, I don't see the club out there that I would want to belong to. So maybe I need to go out there and create it. But it's that curation piece that's really 
that's the, where a lot of the time, effort, and energy can potentially be spent to create this amazing experience for the members. So um, is that something that falls mostly on you? Do you have a team of people that help with that part of it? We do have a team. We do have a team of, of folks. It's sort of at Umbrex virtual headquarters, if you will. <laughs> um, you know, I, I guess I'd share, there's a, there's a great book by Priya Parker called The Art of Gathering, which I really recommend. It came out, I think, about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Priya talks about, uh, and it, it sounds a little bit unfortunate, but if you're, if you're not excluding some people, then you're not really creating and you're not really including people either. So I think the curation is an important part. Um, and so we have, like I mentioned, these two groups. Uh, for someone who's thinking about you know, you know, organizing something, the curation is really key. So think about who would find value in connecting with one another as you think about setting the, um, you know, the, the, the boundaries around, around what you want. So yeah. um, again, like I said, you know, fish sellers, if you're gonna you know, open up the fish sellers in California, uh, they probably have a lot to share with one another. But then if you open it up to kind of people who sell any kind of food, then it just becomes like uh, you know, much broader and less specific and less valuable to those, to those, to those members. Yeah. And yeah. And that's, that's what I run into a lot is that the, um, a mastermind in its early days can be incredibly valuable when it's very, very specific. And, and like you mentioned, curated, it doesn't always have to be limited to only people to do the same thing because sometimes it is valuable to have the variety there but as soon as you start opening up and making it more general that's when it loses its value to like the core members that usually started with it so that that is an interesting like for you as being the one that does the cure like sets the standard for what the curation system is like that's an interesting challenge i I think that's that's really the the key to the whole thing of creating a community is figuring out you know who who are you going to admit to the community that's mm-hmm. probably one of the major uh, value adds that that you know elite colleges have mm-hmm. when they curate you know the, the admissions process to the community. Um, so you know, think about your criteria. Like you said, it doesn't have to be people doing the same thing. It could be curated by geography or by interest group, but something that's going to be you know create some kind of common language or reason for people to be together. Yeah, love it. And I'm going to get that. Uh, I'm going to get Priya's book because that looks amazing. So we've talked about tribes. We've talked about the art of gathering, which is fantastic. Look, it looks fantastic, which I'm going to dive into. Um, let's pull back for a second because uh, I've got one more question for you. But you mentioned the podcast and we've talked about Umbrooks a lot. But what's the best place to learn about those and, and kind of get connected into your world, especially if somebody is listening or know somebody who is that's an alumni of the firms that you mentioned? Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, I'll, I'll give a couple different links. So for someone who is maybe not now an independent consultant, but just kind of curious to hear about that world, yeah. uh, I'd sort of self-recommend my, my podcast. Uh, like I mentioned, it's Unleashed, How to Thrive as an Independent Professional. It's available wherever fine podcasts are, are sold, on <laughs> Stitcher, or over, whatever. Um, you can also sign up for the weekly Unleashed email where we have transcripts of each episode. And that's, you can get that at umbrex.com slash unleashed. Uh, if you are an alum of a top tier firm, uh, if you're an alum of McKinsey, Bain, D.C. Jabuz, you can go to umbrex.com and click on our apply to join tab. And if you're an alum of uh, one of the other firms I mentioned, you go to veritux, that's V-E-R-I-T-U-X.com and, and apply to join there. Very cool. All right. So tell me a little bit about the 
the unique skills and abilities that first got you into consulting? What, what are the things that, uh, that you really enjoy doing, maybe, maybe even that you continue to do, um, where you're able to apply your hard-earned skills to a really fun, complex problem to solve? What is that for you? That's an interesting question, Matt. I think one of the reasons people get into it, consulting in the first place is because they don't have a lot of unique skills. So that might be the first answer to your question. Um, but if anything, I'd say the one single word that probably defines me um, and that drives me is, is curiosity. So that's one thing that I really love about management consulting is it's sort of an uh, sort of ongoing opportunity to learn about new industries. So I've probably yeah. been inside 75 or up to 100 companies over the years and had a chance to just learn about a bunch of different industries. So I always really find that uh, a lot of exciting. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because I was literally just talking with a client about this the other day, that curiosity might be one of just one or two elements that as long as, like if you were to in, instill a couple of qualities into a child that would virtually guarantee that they'll be successful on some level, uh, curiosity is, is, if not the first, it's one of the top two, I would think. Uh, as long as you have that, it solves a lot of other things. And, and the only thing I'd edit to that, what you just said, Matt, is that... Um, I think what we need to do is avoid, avoid kind of uh, destroying the curiosity in children. I think we're all born with that kind of curiosity and the challenge is not so much instilling it, but avoiding, uh, you know, when the kids are asking why this, why this, uh, to, uh, to kind of allow them to maintain that. That is an excellent point. I love that. Well, Will, this has been a ton of fun. I hope people check out Umbrex and, and the podcast, which especially the podcast, um, let me just say this, as someone that's not from that world of management consulting, but fascinated from it from the outside looking in, I love the podcast. Uh, in fact, I got uh, one of your guest books, Christopher McKenna. So I'm super excited to dive into the book and, and the transcripts that you guys send out. Um, for like for the podcast, super high quality. I was able to scan through there and look up. I'm like, okay, I want to dive more into this just by reading the transcript and then went back and listened to the episode after the fact. So I love that. So for anybody that's just fascinated by the world of management consulting and wants to learn more about that, um, I, in, in addition to all the other benefits, I wanted to point out that, that the podcast really is uh, for anyone that's kind of in this kind of independent entrepreneurial world. Well, Matt, thanks a lot. That's very kind of you to say, and I love your show. Uh, I hope you keep doing what you're doing. Now, I believe that clarity releases energy. So I hope that this episode creates clarity for you by laying out a path forward in your business. Now, if you're interested in starting a podcast like this to help you break into a new industry or to establish yourself as an authority in a niche market, let's talk. We have a complete done for you podcasting service. That is my agency that I'm building and growing. And I'd love to talk to you about what we can potentially do for you. You can learn more at pursuingresults.com to get a sense of what our service is all about. And if you're ready, if you're really seriously thinking about starting a podcast, I'm happy to brainstorm your ideas and talk about the positioning of your podcast within the market, something that you can take away whether we end up working together or not. So you can grab a time on my calendar for a podcast brainstorm call at bookjohnson.com. That is bookjohnson.com. I just want to thank you again for listening to the show, for leaving us a rating and a review on iTunes and more importantly, for investing your time, your energy, your attention into the show. It really means the world to me that you would do that. So again, this is the UX podcast where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine, and we'll see you on the next episode.